Welcome to the Managing Expectations Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Winger. With me, as always, is the aide-de-camp, Brian Grimm. Howdy, Brian. Howdy, Jeff. Good afternoon. And the Segundo, coming to us live from the coldest spot in North America, Jared Reiser. Howdy, Jared. Howdy. Uh, so, uh, Brian, you wanted to address uh, some things after you've heard the, the Gunnison Stories episode that uh, Jared and I did while you were um, somewhere exotic. Okay, so I wasn't anywhere exotic. I was working. So the uh, there was wasn't even really implied. I think you pretty much said it that I was in Disney World. No, I didn't uh, say it. <laughs> That's what, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe the audio wasn't coming, coming through on, uh, on the listening end, um, but that's what it sounded like. So no, I was not in Disney World. I, I'd want to put that to, to rest right away. I, I just assume anywhere you are is the happiest place on earth. Okay, well, that's probably true, but that doesn't mean that I was in Disney World. I'm not feeling it right time. now, though. <laughs> Hey, Brian, maybe we should talk about nature through this entire episode. I, I would like to because I got some magnificent pictures of sunsets over the last couple of days. And uh, yeah. I, that's, great, that's great podcast material, talking about pictures of sunsets. You know what? You're a hippie <laughs> in a Marlon Perkins shirt, okay? You sit there with your, in your khaki shirt with the epaulets. You're probably wearing jarpers. Okay, and you're like, and you're like, hey guys, come out here and dig the sunset. <laughs> I just got to respond to this email that just came in. I got a deal going through. <laughs> Give me just. A <laughs> so uh, yeah, I will. So I will agree with that. Yes, I I find the beauty of Colorado to be inspiring it's mm -hmm. relaxing what's what's inspired you to do oh really you're so this is why you're so relaxed because of the beauty that surrounds you yeah oh. I'll tell you i'll tell you what if 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 i if i looked out the windows and i just saw flat land <laughs> i'd be a mess right now uh, that's okay all right so the second yeah, thing but yeah so much better to look out your window and see the godless suburban smudge all across the landscape that the developers have thrown up like those matchstick houses with, with people who like, tell me how much they love nature until a bobcat takes away their shih tzu. And then like, then they're like, oh my God, we've got to do something about this. Have you been, have you been uh, trolling my next door app? <laughs> Uh, no, but by the way, it's pretty much the same down here in the flatlands. Yeah. That was a bobcat. <laughs> or uh, yeah. do you get do you get old people like like telling you like announcing the death of their pet? Yes. Oh, man, the death of a pet is, is is awful enough. I don't need to read about it from a stranger. <laughs> um. Yeah, which is why which is why I don't. I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's a pretty personal thing. I don't know why, you know, you're, I don't know. It probably has to do with like the fraying of society and uh, the 
slashed and tattered networks of human relationships. But they've anyway, got no one to talk, they've got no one to talk to. So they've got to, they've got to blast it out to the masses. Okay. So we've, we've covered that you weren't in Disneyland. Instead, you were making money, which, you know, we've already established. You're pretty rich, except for compared to Jared's brother-in-law, Kenny, who's super rich. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we're talking like Hulu live kind of money. Okay. <laughs> And <laughs> pretty nice that Hulu Live. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> so, so uh, we, we covered that. We covered nature. I think then you wanted to talk about the fact that Jared is both stronger physically and cardiovascularly. <laughs> yeah, is, like, is there something you want to say about that? I, I, I you know. <laughs> I'm not really necessarily doubting that any of that is true, but I was just I was surprised that both of you were able to make such definitive statements about my physical fitness. And I don't think I, I haven't seen Jared in person in 15 years. Uh, and the last time I the last time I saw Jeff in person, we went and ate double cheeseburgers together. And so like I, I don't think either one of you are particularly qualified. Yeah, no. no, it it wasn't fair for us to say any of that without Brian here to defend himself. So no, it was fine. I, po I apologize for those. <laughs> no, comments. you're wrong. It, it was fine. It was fine. But, 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 but I did not enter the... into the conversation. What obviously what I'm trying to do is pit the two of you against each other, and when you <laughs> do so, I'm going to mack on your mothers. Oh gosh. <laughs> Put a pin in that. And uh, come back to that later, if uh, if I have the fortitude. <laughs> well, see, the, your lack but, but of the, if you had better cardio, Brian, you would have the fortitude. No, nah, I don't think that discussing that topic has anything to do with cardio. <laughs> um, but the truth is, is that not only could I outrun Jared, I could probably out bench press him as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel better now brian yes much <laughs> get, get, getting it out <laughs> there you have it listeners the gauntlet has been thrown <laughs> all right that's it bench contest after yeah. the podcast <laughs> when uh yeah when when we when we're able to get together uh we'll we'll have like a 50 yard dash <laughs> that we'll we'll live stream to uh, to our listeners and it'll be fantastic <laughs> that would that be that would be awesome that'd be fun and then i'll pull a hammy at like the 33 yard mark <laughs> <laughs> come up lame <laughs> have you have you ever pulled a hamstring mm -mm. nope jeff I figured Jared. What's, what's probably a hamstring? I figured Jared <laughs> no, probably. Had I know it. what hamstrings are because I I've heard them working. I mean I've I, I mean like uh, like roofing and doing stuff like that where you gotta where it turns out um, you're essentially in a touch your toes position for eight hours a day. Yeah, I've I've lit my hamstrings up, but I haven't. I've never pulled one. That, that would indicate moving at a speed that I've almost never moved at. Uh, uh, several years ago, I was playing softball and, uh, and I was uh, playing, what's so funny? 
uh, I, I'm, I'm laughing in anticipation of an awesome story is what's happening. Somebody hit a, a pop fly to shallow right field and I was playing second base. And so I started like, I just started sprinting to the, to where the ball was going to land as fast as I could. And I think I took three steps and it felt like somebody had shot an arrow into the back of my leg. And I just collapse in a heap and then the ball like lands like three feet from me. It was, it was awful. And so, um, so like I limped, it takes a lot of courage for you to share that with us now. So I limped around for a few days and then it, it like, it turned into a big old bruise in the back of my leg. And then like all of that, that, you know, all that blood pools. And then like, then my ankle was like black and blue. Uh, for like two weeks after that, it's like, man, pulling a hamstrings pretty violent. So you, you, you pulled it, but you didn't, I mean, nothing broke, but I felt like I felt it, like I felt a pop. Right. So I don't, I, I like, I never went to the doctor to find out exactly what happened, even though I had like a <laughs> pancake size bruise on the back of my leg. Well, pancakes are different sizes. Yes. Right. So that looks so for, like, for the list for the listeners. That seems like about a papaya size. An IHOP size pancake. <laughs> now how you get the, the big breakfast at McDonald's? <laughs> no, because I order off the value menu. Because I don't I don't have Hulu live money. <laughs> Or big breakfast okay. money. You probably just roll in and get the big breakfast. Probably can buy your wife a fish fillet. Supersize it. But you, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm not in the same category with you oligarchs. <laughs> okay, now that I got that off my chest, it's good to be with the both of you today. Yeah, yeah, and uh, gauging, um, ga- gauging on. Uh, Gunnison stories. I I have um, uh, the next episode to drop will be bidet on the brains, and uh, I, I I think I think it'll be a big hit. I think we're really rolling here, boys. Yeah, cooking with gas, especially with me being this is like the kinder, gentler Jeff. And, uh, unless unless I'm irritated, at which point I'm just I'm take I've taken the governor off. When I when I was a kid. Uh, I think I was like 10, eight or 10 years old or something. Um, and my mom had gotten three of us together and said, okay. You, we ha- you, your brother, your sister. That's right. And she said, we were going to tour- Let's assume not everyone grew up with you. Okay. <laughs> See, you're doing great, Jeff. You're doing great. <laughs> I just want to make it clear to the listeners trying to be a good host. Okay. So uh, my brother, my sister, and I, um, my mom gets the three of us together and she says, okay, we're going to have a chore list each day. Uh, we're going to work through these chores. You're going to, you're going to get these done and we're going to check them off this list. And that's, that's going to be the routine. And apparently I don't remember saying this, but, uh, uh, I let her carry on for a while. And I said, I give it two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> And, take and it turned into two years. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that she was angry, but 
she recognized how hilarious that was. And so she, so she didn't slap me across the face. Jared, one of these times you gotta inter you gotta surprise us with Kenny. I mean, just okay. And then on the last episode, you're like, you said you could care less if you ever get Kenny on the podcast. Uh, come on, it was it was the nonchalance. It's like you know, it's like it's like you know, whatever. Well, I bet I could have. I bet I could have had him on today. You should have said something. All right, fine. So Next time. his mom, Bridget, told a story about taking young Kenny to the mall. Do you remember the story? And like, she hits him for no reason except oh, yeah. except to like establish the fact that she intends to enjoy this trip to the mall. So it was like a preemptive strike, right? It's like yeah. it's like the Israelis hitting the Iraqi, you know, or the Iranian <laughs> uh, nuclear facility, you know. So I mean, it's just like a bolt out of the blue. Kenny gets smacked upside the head. Bridget goes, I've never had such a good trip to the mall. <laughs> and I think, too, Kenny says that's the only time she had ever smacked him before. So had he ever been had he ever been like spanked? I don't think so. No, no. OK, so it was. Yeah. I mean, maybe his dad might have a couple of times, but, you know, for the most part, Kenny was actually a pretty good kid. No, I should think. You know, yeah. So. <laughs> uh so um so kind of an interesting thing happened uh mrs winger signed us up for a virtual tour of the british museum and so we went through like mesopotamia spent some time in ancient babylon that was kind of cool right did some stuff about uh you know, their uh, technological acumen. And um, so like, for example, they, they like made these blue tiles that they think uh, there's like a, there's a, a, there's like a huge gate. I can't remember what it's called. It's somebody's gate. Heaven's gate. Yes. The Michael Cimino movie from 1979, maybe 80 starring Christopher Walken and maybe Brooke Adams. Brooke Adams is uh, married to uh, Tony Shalhoub in real life. Anyway, I was thinking about I was thinking about the cult that we're waiting for the comet. Heaven's Gate. Listen, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and have some more jello shots and I'm going to um, get, let's get your sneakers on and uh, jello shot it up. I don't, I don't I don't drink anymore, but I do eat jello shots. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Uh, uh, so um, they made these so like they, they use these blue tiles and actually even using like modern I don't know I don't I don't know what the uh, scholarly investigation of masonry uh includes but they don't know how they made this blue they don't know how they i mean the, the british museum doesn't know how the ancient babylonians made this blue anyway they think based based on what they know about making tiles that they had ovens which could burn well and then i don't i don't really know because it's like thirteen thousand celsius is i don't even know how hot that is in 
um, in American temperatures. Maybe I got that wrong. Anyway, uh, so that was interesting. And then like Alexander the Great comes through and he takes stuff. How hot is it, Brian? It's, it's about 37,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Is that possible? Can, can humans I, actually make that much heat or do you have to go to the sun for that? Uh, I think you got, you, got to, you got to swing by the sun, <laughs> grab some plasma. Did you, did you do a voice when you said plasma? No. Okay. <laughs> That's how I pronounce it. <laughs> magma. Magma. Yeah. Yeah. See, I was going for something like that, but it, it I didn't is that, fully is that from Austin Powers? It is. Which one? All, All of them. them. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just don't get it here, Scott. You just, no, I can just go to my room and get a gun. I got, I've got bullets. You just, you just don't get it, do you, Scott? <laughs> uh, um, Alexander, here's, a, here's what's amazing. Um, the guy, like, ran the table. I mean, he's, like, considered, like, one of the great military, I mean, the, uh, well, I mean, the tour guide called him the greatest military mind ever. And, uh, okay, well, you know, Bonaparte, and Ike. You know, he's in the conver he's in the conversation. <laughs> he absolutely is. He absolutely is. And you know what? Um, he just he just ran the table. He just ran he ran the table and then he died at 32. Which, you know, you two young guys, you really gotta ask yourself just what you're doing with your life. He probably wasn't spending enough time in nature. <laughs> Looking at nature. Oh boy, did you you walked into that. You know what killed Alexander the Great? A mosquito. It was malaria. So there, he was spending too much time in nature. He probably had a weakened immune system because he was not getting enough vitamin D from the sun. Yeah. Oh, oh you didn't see that one coming, did you, Jeff? Um, no, I guess I didn't, Mr. 100, 100 SPF. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> If Jared used any more, if Jared used any more sunscreen, he would look like powder. <laughs> I didn't see that movie. Nor did I. But Good. everyone of a certain age, everyone, everyone over the age of 35 will get that joke. Yeah, knows what you're talking about. Yeah. Except Mrs. Wingham. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. It's like, yeah. So. Did you, Okay. Go ahead. Okay, so the other thing, the only, only other thing, and this actually wasn't part of the British Museum tour, but it was really well done. It was like, I mean, it like took you, I mean, it was like easily the best. Um, uh, I, I don't know that they, I don't think they were PowerPoint, but it was essentially like a really, really, really well done interact, you know, s slide presentation, you know, but I mean, they used pictures from within the, British Museum so you're able to like go up the stairs and into the room and you know like the Rosetta Stone was amazing um you know it was kind of interactive so they asked you know does anybody know what this is and Mrs. Winger and I look at each other and we're like yeah the Moabite Stone okay yeah so like raised our hand but then they called on somebody else it was the Rosetta Stone I'm like <laughs> dodged a bullet there huh babe <laughs> Anyway, the Rosetta Stone <clears throat> was like this really important thing. 
and it had people think it had three languages on it but actually it had two languages on it it had like priestly uh um egyptian which are hieroglyphics then it had um common egyptian which is called demot demotic demotic i think and then it also had greek so about the time so it was actually uncovered by napoleon's troops when they were in egypt um they found it said oh, this is going to be awesome the british beat the french in egypt right that was when uh horatio nelson died right um defeating napoleon and staving off a french invasion of britain thankfully that was a oh, talk about dodging a bullet so there was me getting not answering Moabite stone. There was the French not invading England. And uh, anyway, the British took, uh, found it and said, oh, this is jolly good. And, we, and they took it back to London. And then they had to use a French guy to decipher the thing. And they found Ptolemy, which was the name of one of Alexander's successors. Uh, and Ptolemy was written in all three places. So they knew that it was like the same text in different languages and so so they they started cracking the code and that's kind of when they started figuring out what hieroglyphics meant it was very interesting it was very Ooh. oh man it's so cultured i just the only other thing i would say is so alexander was one guy one young guy ran the table so he ruled the world from the mediterranean to india and the only, the only other thing then that happened to my way of thinking is that the Romans did it, but then they, they like um, were institutional in their domination. Right. So, I mean, it actually, I mean, it was, it was sloppy. It was messy. It was bloody. It was a horror. Um, but they were able to maintain uh, some semblance of a Roman idea. And so like they, what ruled the world for you know, you know hundreds of years i mean in different shapes and forms but that wasn't part of the tour that <clears throat> that was just me thinking once i passed once i moved on from the moabite stone it freed me up from uh, lots of other thinking anyway the rosetta stone which we can also remember because of the software have either one of you ever used the the rosetta stone software yes yeah yeah, yeah uh, for a little while, I. It's very helpful, but I just didn't stick with it. I I was trying for I was going for Spanish. Never made it past the first disc. <laughs> you still have it. No. You 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 gave it. I had bar I had borrowed it from someone, and oh. they were asking about it. They're like, "Hey, you know, remember three years ago when I loaned you Rosetta Stone? Do you know <laughs> Spanish yet? Can I have it back?" <laughs> I was like, "See." <laughs> Mucho <See>? si. <laughs> uh, Brian, why do you ask? Have you used it? No, I've <clears throat> I've thought about it. Um, and uh, we got a, a Spanish for kids thing when the when the twins were a lot younger, and uh, you know, I, kids can pick up a language pretty easily, and. Uh, really wish that I would have 
learn Spanish at, at some point. So, mm-hmm. do, do the kids speak Spanish? No, they 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 did, they did, <laughs> but we're but we're not a Spanish speaking house, and so like you know they they did really well for during during the lessons, and then. Well, maybe maybe with that foundation, they will be able to pick it up later on. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, if they if they choose. Uh, my my two years of high school German doesn't uh, doesn't come in isn't. Uh, you know why I think it's important. You know what is kind of interesting is um, like just like when you read and and the Germans were like the big, it was like the school of thought in the uh, 19th century, um, you know, the philosophers of the, of the day were all German. And so, you know, you see like a lot of German names and words. There were some Germans uh, on the trip or, you know, on the uh, virtual tour of the British Museum this morning. And, uh, but they all speak English. So what's the point? You know, I told you that I told you that story about how uh, Sarah and I went to London many many years ago, and we ended up on a pub tour. And uh, there, ah, the good old days. Yeah, the good old days. And Sarah and I, of course, American. Um, but then there were a group of Canadians, and and there were a group of South Africans, and so we all spoke English, but uh, um, but much differently. And uh, the South Africans were something else. Those guys could have gone on five pub tours. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In a single night. Yeah. Huh. Uh, uh, South Africans seem like Australians only with... um, not as enlightened. How's that sound? Well, well uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, these these guys were were real nice, and I got the sense that they were pretty wealthy, like ranchers that had big farms and big ranches and they were there for like the world rugby tournament or something wow and uh so so do you think you could outrun and outbench those guys too not a chance (laughs) no way south african rugby playing ranchers (laughs) that's funny my, when I when I shook their hand at the end of the night, my 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 hand disappeared into this giant paw of calluses, and <laughs> but they, they were they were they were really nice guys. But you know they would uh, uh they talk to us in English, and then when there was something that they really didn't want us to hear, they would speak uh, Afrikaans to each other. Yeah. They'd be saying to each other, that Brian guy, I bet he knows how to ride a cardio bike. <laughs> well, reading, well reading probably today's reads. issue of Baron's. Anyway. 
Yeah. The Wall Street Journal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> By the way, I have a digital subscription that is difficult to read while I'm writing. So, yeah. <laughs> so we're clear on that. Um, did I ever tell you guys about being at the British Museum in London and standing next to arguably the most beautiful woman on the planet? You were next to Selma Hayek? <laughs> um, okay. Don't make it, don't make it weird. And, you know. Um, well, I, go ahead. <laughs> don't make it weird. So, uh, so we're, we're going to take a tour and we're standing. We're standing. Okay. Hold, hold on. Just, just real quick. You're telling us to not make it weird. Yeah, ain't gonna happen. <laughs> no, no, no problem. Brian's point is, if it came out of my mouth, it's already weird. <laughs> yeah, you told a you told a a, a chicken right, joke right, on right, that. Proceed. I I regret telling telling it. There's actually a point to be made to that story that I, I that that funny anecdote uh, uh, that joke I told, and that is when I worked at the bookstore. I mean, I always uh, would tell people. I mean, my own feeling in the matter is that quote erotica is just porn for people that went to college. I mean, it's all just like that, right? And then there was like, and then Zane, who's like this um, black author. Uh, and she was writing stuff and, you know, it was, I mean, it was very, very popular for a while and lots of people reading it. And I mean, you could, you, I mean, if you just opened any page, you had like a two and three chance of finding a description of anatomy. So, um, you know, so anyway, so there was actually a, there is actually a point to be made about um, porn for the masses, erotica for the uh, for the elites, and kink for you know uh, the others, some people. Yeah, but I, I I I so I but I regret telling that joke to Jared, who forgot all about it until just now. <laughs> so I anyway, wrote it down this time. <laughs> so i'm so we're we're trying to we're trying to catch a tour right we're just like kind of like um pat you know it's like paddling out trying to catch a wave so we're like standing on the steps of the british museum we're trying to catch a tour and um uh so was this young blonde standing next to me so this is probably in like 2000 was the last time we were there and um you know, and it was, it was like midwinter, you know, is probably I don't know, February or something. And no, I don't know, November, I don't know, it was winter. So, you know, the weather's crummy in England all the time, you know, and it's especially crummy in the winter time. So, I mean, everybody's got coats on. So, I mean, I'm honestly not being lascivious, but I'm saying that if Helen of Troy's face could launch a thousand ships, this chick was good for like two, 250. Okay. So, I mean, she was just 
stunning. And uh, so uh, we strike up a conversation and um, um, I don't even, how did she put it? But she, uh, she, she, she said she was, you know, so, so she's originally from Australia. Okay. So no big surprise there. Okay. So, uh, she's, you know, she's, but she's working in London now. I say, oh yeah, well, what are you doing? And, and she says, um, uh, she's, she's one of the queen's attendants. And I'm like, queen, queen of what? She says, queen of England. <laughs> Like wow, really? She said, "Well, the Queen Mother, who's still alive, of course." Then, yeah, but, you know, she said there's like just a lot of rules. And I imagine I, I, so. I, I bet so. Yeah, I bet yeah. there are. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I hope things worked out for her. How do you get that job? I, I, if I knew, I forgot. If I, it's, it sounds like I, I doubt that I would have asked. Exactly. He was lost in her eyes. <laughs> forgot, forgot the, uh, forgot the entire conversation. <laughs> Other than being an, a, 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 okay, okay, and I know, I know, I throw around gorgeous blonde, kind of a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I, I. Um, but was Julene there? Yeah, yeah, she was right okay. there. Okay. Well, she wasn't like to there to save me. She wasn't there to save me from Queen of What. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure Julene was off somewhere trying to find something exhausting and expensive <laughs> to take me on next. Yeah, that's pretty easy. To, that's pretty easy to find in London. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, it's got, it's gotten, yeah, it's, it's one of the most expensive cities in the world. I don't know if either of you pay attention to, uh, real estate and whatnot, but, uh, London, like this old house, did you ever see the one where they went to England? That was interesting. They like redid like a house, but you know, um, also Mrs. Winger and I just rewatched Notting Hill. That's such a cute movie. You don't like it? <laughs> um, yeah, I like it fine. I think it. I like it fine. I, Julia Roberts, at times, is annoying. Mm -hmm. Okay, actually, I, yeah, I, I think. I mean, she's not the reason I like the movie, though. Yeah, no, she's not the reason I like the movie. Yeah, that's right, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Reese Ifans, who plays Spike, is so funny. I mean, I'm I'm telling yeah. you, that guy just kills every time he's on, on the screen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, we. I'm trying to think how many times do we use that one liner of his when he comes into Hugh Grant's room when I come back, I'm going to tell you a story that'll make your balls shrink to the size of raisins. <laughs> if it were a tool in the toolbox, I would, I would say it's, it's definitely a screwdriver. It gets used, you know, 
pretty frequently for different things. <laughs> I, you know, the part I'd forgotten was when he like goes out. Okay, so like the paparazzi show up and uh, she's melting down and Hugh Grant knows that something terrible's happened. And then uh, Spike goes out front in his tight, in his, in his gray underwear and he starts flexing. <laughs> and he comes back in. He comes back in and he's checking himself out in the full length mirror. <laughs> <laughs> not How bad. Not, not bad. bad. <laughs> Chicks dig gray. <laughs> Tight, firm buttocks. That's so funny, man. That's so funny. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, and I, yeah, Julie Rob. Julia Roberts's part could have been played by anybody. Yeah. Uh, that was all like a British ensemble with, uh, um, and I liked, I liked that actress who actually hasn't done a lot of other stuff, but the one who was like his friend who ended up in the wheelchair. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, she's, she's kind of like a stock British thin lip English beauty. Right. Yeah. She's, she's, yeah. She's in a ton of stuff on BritBox. Do you have BritBox? No. I did. I did. I did. I see. I've thought about getting it. Why'd you get rid of it? Um, because BritBox, along with Acorn and Hulu UK, was redundant. Wait, you can get you can get Hulu UK. No, oh. no I'm just. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, oh, wow. You had me that time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sky TV, BBC one through eight. <laughs> the, the Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever um, come across uh, the Smartless podcast with Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes? Mm -mm. <clears throat> Well, it's not, for, uh, it's not for everyone, and I don't listen to everyone, but sometimes uh, it can be awfully funny. I mean, they, I mean, they obviously, it, it, I mean, it's obviously highly rated because they have some, like, national brands advertising on them, and they have kind of a lot, by, by podcast standards, uh, advertising breaks, you know, even, even more than we have. By the way, this is just a reminder that when you're in Denver, swing by All in a Dream comics and books. Ray'd be happy to set you up with a graphic novel or a Silver Age comic collectible. He can be reached at area code 303-333-8616. That's All in a Dream comics and books in Denver, Colorado. The loading has begun. Jared. Uh, yeah. So what else do we have? Jared, tell me, um, how are things? How, what in do you lift? Gunna yeah. <laughs> how much you lift? <laughs> About two what's, wheels, what's, two wheels what's, on each side. What's, what's your Fran time? <laughs> <laughs> he knows what a Fran is. Does Jeff? <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you know what he means by that, Jeff? Of course I do. 
<laughs> uh, how bummed are you that Matt Fraser retired? Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I get CrossFit. It seems so dangerous to be doing Olympic lifts as fast as you can. I just don't think I agree with that. How's how's your shoulder, Brian? It is not good. Was it a CrossFit incident? Yeah, I did CrossFit for a year and a half, two years. Two years. And uh, I did something to my shoulder and uh, I went to the, to the doctor, like it just wouldn't go away. And I went to the doctor and he's like, what'd you do? And I said, well, I think I did it in, in, uh, in CrossFit at, at some point. He's like, at your age? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like 43, 44. What's up? He says, yeah you cannot be doing that stuff in your forties. Uh, those are, for, those are for people in their twenties. Mm-hmm. He said, I, he said, I see it all the time. So st- stop doing that. So were you meeting with like a group then? Do you yeah. have like a trainer and everything? Yeah. Okay. I had a, I, there was a, there's a gym that's 10 minutes from here that I'd, I'd go to and go work out. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah until I tore up my shoulder and now I can't throw, now I can't play catch with my children. <laughs> That's not funny. I, as a new sensitive Jeff, I, I'm just so sad about that. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate that. Um, yeah. So. Well, what was uh, the move that did it? Do you, do you, or was it, it something that you just felt later on after? It, like, it, it, <laughs> it was a move. It was the CrossFit I equivalent of queen of what is what it was. A clean and um, jerk, overhead squat. What, what, what are we dealing with here? I think, I think it was just CrossFit in general. <laughs> all, all of the moves. <laughs> the jumping jacks. <laughs> ah! It was, um, it was more than likely he said he said have you been doing a lot of overhead presses like thrusters or anything thrusters, overhead? i said yeah. yeah i said i said yeah and he said that's that's it he said uh, uh pull-ups are fine not a problem but that pushing especially weight at speed uh mm-hmm. just just tears up your shoulders if you're if you're not like in really good shape what i mean a thruster what is a thruster other than it's uh, when you you go press. down into a a squat with the bar in front of you and as you go up you go up with the weight and you keep going down and up oh my god it, so it's like a squat that? military press squat military press mm-hmm. it's hard it, it out of all the workouts they do i feel like the thrusters are congratulations you idiot <laughs> yeah yeah and that's how i hurt myself was doing that move can you believe it <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's amazing <laughs> Next thing you know, you're gonna be you're gonna be sharing some some heretofore unrecognized truth about Norwegian women. So what's funny, Brian, about the doctor telling you <laughs> you're too old for that, basically. I I have kind of always been around weights, not always consistently, 
but mm -hmm. at, when I started getting close to 40, you know, I would talk to people for advice on how to work out as you're getting older. And it's funny how much it does change versus in your twenties. So it's like the complete opposite of CrossFit. It's more slow and controlled and leave, leave the ego at the door. Yeah. <laughs> you're not 20 anymore. <laughs> That's amazing. Some good, some, just some good stretching. That's all you really need. Stretching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yoga. It's so horrible. It's all just so horrible. Just like... I, bring, I bring my foot up over here. Check it out, guys. <laughs> so Sorry, like I still get I, I, I still get like I still get an email from from the gym that I belong to uh, every you still belong couple. To them? No, 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 no. Every couple of months, I'll, I'll get an email. Come back. We'll give you, you know, a month for free. And I'm like, eh. no. no I get that email from Hulu. <laughs> I mean, I mean, oh, Netflix. I, I'm sorry. I, I screwed it up. Netflix, whatever. Hulu got a laugh. I don't know why I had to clarify. I had, I had to clean that up. <laughs> okay, redo, redo. All right, take two. I get that same that email did. from Netflix. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> so, so yeah, I got uh, bursitis in my shoulder, which was like sitting here, like at work is fine. Like if I'm sitting in front of my computer doing something, but like I go to reach for like a coffee mug and it feels like I got hit by a bolt of lightning in my shoulder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, did you know the story about my dad pulling his shoulder out of his socket when he was trying to catch me and whoop me? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I was about five, six years old, and I am running from him full speed. I, I know I'm about to get it. I So my dad tells me I pretty much clear my waterbed, and he's lunging after me and goes whoop as hard as he can, misses and hits the waterbed. And come just pulled his shoulder right out of socket. So the 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 whooping didn't hurt as bad after he pulled it. He didn't go lefty. <laughs> this is gonna hurt now, me I, more than it hurts you. Actually, I didn't get a I didn't get a whooping. Yeah, <laughs> he went straight to the doctor. Let's go back to your childhood water water bed. You wait, you had a water, Jared, you had a waterbed mm -hmm. as a child. Yeah. When I was five years old, had a waterbed. Must be nice. <laughs> you know what? I always thought just about everybody around my age had one growing up. Most of my friends did had their own waterbed. So let me think. So this would have been mid eighties. Yeah, I'd be about 84. And and this is everybody your age. Brian, did you have a water bed? I did not. No, we all shared a bed. That's not <laughs> true at all. Come on. Oh my God. <laughs> Laura Ingalls Wilder. What? Like the, was it like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory? <laughs> I like that. Mom and dad on the other side facing you. <laughs> mm hmm. <laughs> Um, 
uh, I did have a waterbed in uh, uh, as a kid, and then um, uh, Mrs. Winger and I had one for the first several years we were married. Again, it was coming out of the '70s into the '80s, and we did different, um, like. Um, I can't remember when we got rid of it, but you had it on Windermere. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I remember that. Yeah, that's right. So where'd we go from Windermere? We went to Lily. Did I have it there? I don't think I don't so. Remember. I don't remember. <clears throat> I don't remember getting an actual bed. I kind of remember you saying that, uh, that you, you know really, what we we must have because I think we took it to Portland because I would try to sell it in Portland and ultimately I just pieced it out. Peace out. Um, Peace out, Portland. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, because we bought the futon in Portland, and that was and, and say what you will about those about those hippies and radicals, but there are some pretty good carpenters up there. And, and, and uh, that was a, that was a good, it was a high quality futon that we um, had for another 20 years. We just gave it to a friend, uh, some friends a few years ago who used it as a sofa in their, in their office. I mean, their home office. It's, it's not like, you know, he brought it's it into the waiting his, room. Uh, <laughs> Come on in, have a seat on the waterbed. <laughs> <laughs> As they're trying to fill out a form. <laughs> That's the first test. <laughs> That's funny. Jared, is it hot in Montrose today? <laughs> <laughs> okay so i just came back from montrose this morning and what were you doing in montrose so i picked emily up yesterday oh at the, at the airport at the airport and we stayed the night because the highway going up to montrose has got a lot of construction and there are only certain times you can drive home back highway and forth 50. now but it was almost 100 when I, we were there Ooh. yeah 99 uh, yesterday in Montrose, but in Gunnison, it's been in about the eighties, low eighties. It's because it's so cold there. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's a dry heat. Yeah. As, was it so? I, so it was it about like, the I, I want to be the guy to say it. Best kind. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then where Brian's at, I mean, it gets pretty warm too, right? In the yeah, I was telling Jeff it's ninety-seven today. Yeah. But but what is it? So what is it in the morning though when you wake up? Is it like six, sixty-five? Sixty-five. Yeah. Yeah, ours is like it's crazy. It'll be in the forties in the morning, and then oh high seriously, of, high of a you know low eighty, mid eighties. That's it's a beautiful. forty. That's a that's a forty degree swing. That's that's something. I know. Uh, you uh, you guys are you are you are keeping the audience ensorcelled with your mathematical equations. 
Nothing like stepping outside my apartment when it's in the low forties yeah. and looking at these beautiful mountains, these trees, uh, animal life. Hey, you as know far what? as the eye can see. No, shut up. You didn't see one animal. I've seen a lot of animals today. Yeah, did you see an animal today? I just got home today. <laughs> hey, I'll go outside. I'll take some pictures and prove did it you, to you. Did you hit any deer coming back from Montrose? Ooh. We almost hit a fox on the way back from Montrose. Too soon. Too soon. There was a there was a bad there was a bad wreck. Um, recently in in the area, somebody had hit a hit an elk on I twenty five and then got out to check the car and then caused like another five car pileup. I think. Oh. Two or three people died, and it is it was really bad. Yeah. Wow, that sounds horrible. Yeah, because I, I was thinking that the guy would get out to check. The elk was still alive. The elk is really mad. Starts chasing the guy. Could have been a funnier story, but oh no, you got to kill people off. I think you're just thinking of Tommy Boy. <laughs> it's a little different. A little different. <laughs> it's an elk, Jared, not a deer. <laughs> and Tommy Boy, it's in the car. <laughs> when that stupid deer head pops up, like it's totally <laughs> it's fake. So fake looking. <laughs> Jared, did you listen to that Dana Carvey? Um... No, I'm sorry, I haven't yet. Oh, I will. Oh, because I, I, that... I, I was, I was, because I've sent it to you and I was thinking about how much Brian likes it. And I re-listened <laughs> to it yesterday when I was trying to hang this security screen door. No, thanks to you. And, <laughs> and uh, the thing about him and Dennis Miller flying is just the funniest thing. Come on, okay. get up, yeah, get up, big lady. Get up, lady. It's, it's hilarious. So funny. It is so funny. I, I like I, and Sarah has a, a pretty good sense of humor. But I shared that with her, and she was just like, hmm. <laughs> "I was like, She's probably waiting for the reference to the Mitford sisters, wasn't she?" <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. I was like, "Come on, big lady sitting on cream." <laughs> she was like, <laughs> "She's big like, lady lost an earring over Detroit." <laughs> that that is when i lost it i would oh it's hilarious yeah it's so funny it's so mm -hmm. funny um <laughs> and uh the story about arnold schwarzenegger when uh so <laughs> like uh, i mean you should really listen to it yourself but dana carvey's doing schwarzenegger who's just like who just has like this like really simple like like philosophy it's like yeah so when you get to the hotel you take a hot shower after traveling and you do some light exercises and maybe do some stretching and then after a hot shower you put on a, a clean white shirt <laughs> and he was like talking about how it's like just music to their ears when they heard it i mean it's like just like this simple positive you know um it's a very very specific routine yeah 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 for for travel <laughs> yeah anyway that's somebody else's podcast not ours we're, we're it turns out that none of us are as funny as dana carvey 
Oh, well, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Although you're very witty and Jared's very funny and I'm just really mean and nasty. I've actually, and I'm glad that came up because I'd like to share something. I, I am processing grief and sorrow differently, if at all. And I, I think this is because I've, I've died inside, <laughs> that I, um, something in me is really damaged. But I, I don't know if I told you that there's a guy, so a guy, a guy we know who's exactly the same age as me. And he's like really fit, has low body fat, bicycles, takes walks for no reason. Just, <laughs> I, I name behavior. So he's feeling a tightness in his chest and he's feeling winded when he did something like just strolled, you know, I mean, just not many heartbeats per minute. And he's like, and he tells his wife, you know what, I'm going to go to the doctor. So a, he just distinguished himself from the vast majority of the male population who, I mean, I mean, obviously if he was any sort of man at all, he would just write it off and say, I'm fine. Keep probably a little, probably just a little dehydrated. Sure, sure. <laughs> probably, probably a little constipated is what I'm thinking. He just needs to. So, so anyway, he goes and he, like the whatever artery is called the widowmaker <laughs> was like ninety nine percent closed. Uh, his wife said ninety eight. And, and so when I'm talking to him, I said, well, Mindy said it was 98. He's like, well, it was 99. I'm like, well, okay. Sounds like you're just a typical guy. Just like, you know, make it, you know, exaggerating. <laughs> Seem tougher than you are. But anyway, even, even if it was only 90, 98. Anyway, he totally could have died as it was. They put him on. Provasic. Uh, uh, Provasic. Uh, 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 I don't know. They gave him a stint and he's probably on taking an aspirin and he's fine. Yeah. And I was just thinking that had he died, I mean, you know, I mean, I could like intellectually process it, but because of the deadness inside me, I don't know that I would have been broken up or distraught. I just think it would have been like, you know, so here's the deal. Then I, then I was like thinking, so like a, a very beloved friend of ours, a young woman um, who's probably uh, 35 or 36. Uh, she's the daughter of our Finnish friends. Um, and so in Finland, she's got something growing in her head and she can't drive anymore. And like they screwed up the first biopsy and so then they like had to like go back in again and every wednesday she gets a call saying it's probably nothing and or or, or we don't know what it is so it's something but we don't know what it is Th thanks for staying by the phone so i mean you know she's just going like this and this fills me with like a blind rage i mean like hulk smash like i want to just tear it all down Mm -hmm. and, and so this is what I'm saying is these days I measure grief in how furious I get at the thought of the thing. You think that's a problem? Um, I think left unchecked it is. 
you know, I think that it's totally natural to be angry when someone you love um, a dies or develops something very serious that, that changes their life. Uh, I think that that's a totally natural thing. Um, but you, well, I don't I think, feel that way all the time, only when I'm right. confronted by. Right. Right. And that, no, and that's, and that, and no, and that's the thing is that if, if, well, if all the time you're thinking about this particular situation and then you're in a rage, if, even if it's a mild rage all the time, that's a problem. Whatever. I th- I, I'm not up for <laughs> but, but if your rage is justified though, Jeff, I encourage you to smash. I definitely encourage you to smash. <laughs> Only if it's justified. I'm not the one with stint. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. I blame it on genetics. You're saying he's your age and he's in good shape, right? Sometimes. Oh, no, like, for sure. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's just no, bad And, and uh, Brian and my mutual friend, Larry, um, whose father died young of a heart attack uh, and who like started eating oatmeal. So Larry is like, has like existed on like this low fat, clint eastwood diet for like the last 40 years looks great as an 80 year old guy at least last time i saw him which actually may have been your dad your dad's funeral as 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 it happens um i saw him i saw larry a few weeks ago and and he looks great he looks exactly the same maybe you know maybe the, the lines are a little bit deeper but the guy looks exactly the same yeah yeah he looks great yeah yeah um and uh uh don't worry about my dog she'll stop barking in like the next 10 15 minutes is that a, is that an amazon delivery you think in the neighborhood but not my house <laughs> hey so so you're gonna go with visa okay so so larry um is just is just i he's not as he's not like as tough as Clint Eastwood, but he he's got a similar body style. He's like tall and lanky. As he's gotten older, his pants have gotten higher. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so I got I heard from an old buddy in California, and uh, he said he had to call me because well the real reason he called me was because he was in Austin and I could tell uh, from his Instagram. And uh, he didn't he didn't call and say he was you know just four hours away, so um, but he said that he went to bed and his wife was there in bed, and uh, he heard my voice, and uh, it turns out that his wife was listening to the Managing Expectations podcast, and uh, he's like I got to call Jeffrey, okay. I'm not setting this up. Oh, what do you, you think I'm going to make a cheap joke at my friend's expense no. about his wife listening to, to my voice in bed? No, no. I think that's if just I because, just because I've I'm I'm in the uh, elevated space uh, occupied only by the likes of uh, Tom Jones and Inkelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> uh, no, I. I think that that's that's great that we've got somebody that listens as they drift off to sleep. 
<laughs> I think it's great that there's somebody who listens. <laughs> right. Uh, have you ever have you checked the analytics? Does anybody listen to us in another country? Because Levine, Chris Levine's refresher therapy podcast is getting like listeners from New Zealand. Anybody from New I'll, Zealand listening to us? I doubt I'll it. I'll, I'll give. We well, should be huge. By. We should be huge in Australia because they're funny and gorgeous people. I'll Stand give by. Chris Hemsworth a call. See what we can we can do. Do you think he'd you think he'd come on the show? <laughs> no, maybe that, you never know. He seems like a nice guy. That's that's a guy who could probably take all three of us at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> out bench press and out sprint all three of us. So listen to this. Tiki Wakatiti could do that. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, sorry. Um, stats. So men, listen, listen. men. Do the words tiki wakatiti make you have to go? Do you urinate frequently? Australia. <laughs> yep. We've got a listener in Australia. That is awesome. I wonder if where, what are you looking at, uh, Brian? Where can you oh, where can you uh, see who the uh, listeners Yeah, you're are. not at that level, Jared. You're the, you're only at Segundo level. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so when when you yeah. need to know, we'll let you know. Yeah, I don't think we've. Uh, yeah, you guys we, have me standing outside somewhere with a sign twirling it, <laughs> <laughs> managing expectation podcast. Ah, ah, come on, guys. <laughs> listen up that's funny that's good that's good yeah i wish we should do a gif we should do a gif is that am i hashtagging i've been hashtag um listen listen to this this yeah this is this is encouraging news over the last 30 days we've had 100 downloads which is awesome. Okay, that's uh, like that's like three shows though. Okay, but but so it, that's it, roughly thirty-five people a show. So, but here's also something encouraging: is that um, let me see here. So I don't. It took us. Okay, we've been at that number for kind of a long time. No, but so it, it took us almost a year to reach a thousand downloads. And now we're at 1800 all time downloads. So we're really picking that up momentum, good. is what you're saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. LLB. And uh, so we had 13 listeners in India. No way. Nine in Canada, nine in the UK. Uh, no way. Mm -hmm. I am so psyched. Uh, six in Germany, four oh. in Mexico. Uh, that's just guys I work with. Uh, three <laughs> in Switzerland. No way. 
no way. Those are people searching for Wink Vangen. <laughs> and they just got searching, managing expectations with there's so many managing expectation podcasts. Uh, two, right? Isn't there quite a few? No, there's not, Jared. No, I don't think there are. I think <laughs> that if you just type in managing, you're going to get like a lot of business stuff. But, you know, no, we're, we're really sui gen generis, baby. We're, yeah, we're, we're, the we're a thing unto ourselves. Uh, I, I, okay, well, if we have that many international listeners, that means that like my wife stopped downloading it, which is we're, not, which <laughs> admittedly is not necessarily a bad thing. We're mass communicating. <laughs> we have two in Israel. And that's probably related to that Iron Dome episode we had a few a few back. I'm sorry, what was that one? Two what? Two in Israel. Also, Winger is a big name. Between It's funny. It's funny that like for each country, I'm like, yeah, it's Winger. It's well, they're searching Winger. It must it must be Winger. <laughs> <laughs> okay well i got some news for you or so grim like, in, in germany maybe i don't know <laughs> okay yeah you're right i'm sure i'm sure that there were people like searching for the brothers grim and then they they just see brian grim managing expectations broadcast podcast oh yes <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. Was that Goldfinger? <laughs> there are only two things that I hate. <laughs> Skim milk <laughs> and liars. People that are intolerant of other countries and cultures and the Dutch. <laughs> Small hands smell like cabbage <laughs> yeah uh, okay Happy. so did you know that like a really famous um uh soccer coach is named winger yeah arsen arsen winger okay well there you go it's a big name in germ in in in, in europe arsen winger <laughs> Uh, mm. Mm, arse, arse and winger. <laughs> and and it's huge. It's a it's a huge thing. <laughs> the first time was an honest mistake. The second time was a deliberate choice. That's on you now. I know. Uh, so. Um, uh, Okay. Okay. So, all right. So it's not, it's got nothing to do with winger. Fine. Fine. Um, it's got something to do with winger. I'm just saying what I'm suggesting is that people were searching for something else, found the podcast and decided to give a listen. And we're thankful for that. We are. And to all of you all around the world, we urge you to like subscribe rate share share is so important uh we're probably not going to crack the apple 50 you know anytime soon but if you turn a friend on to us how cool would that be that would be really cool yeah you'll be joining 1800 other people 
well or 35 people 1800 times. For sure. Um, you know what? Sharing a podcast is cool. Sharing your food family style is not, not cool. cool. Not, not cool. cool. Not cool. And my Vietnamese friends know how I, I love them. I would die for them. But I will not share my Kung Pao chicken with them. Why would you? <laughs> no, get your own Kung Pao chicken. I think that's the point of... Oh, so I worked with this woman at, uh, at the airline. A little older than me. She was also very attractive. Um, I'm just saying. Sometimes I'll tell stories about homely women, but I don't see the need to make it, you know, make it worse, you know. Uh, so I can't remember this woman's name, but she was so funny. Uh, and she, like, everybody was reading Who Moved My Cheese, the business book. <laughs> and she says, the moral of this book is, uh, if you lose your cheese, go get some more cheese. <laughs> go find some more damn cheese. Like that was, that was like, <laughs> eh, that was funny. Uh, she sounds hot. <laughs> Did I mention subscribe when I was doing my diatribe? Oh man, I've got mad flow going right now. I think that you tried. We no longer imbibe. Uh, okay, so speaking of uh, in clever... Israel, we're liked by the tribe. <laughs> clever. I will now subside. Thank you. Speaking of clever lyricists, uh, we watched down. in we watched in the Heights the other day. And listen, on your, listen. on your daughter's Broadway channel. No, it, it's on. Uh, oh, it's on HBO Max. Oh, yeah. Was it the Snyder <laughs> cut of H of uh, In the Heights? It's pretty nice. <laughs> Having access to first run movies. And <laughs> Can we use your login, Brian? <laughs> no, no. HBO will know right away um i can't i can't take credit for this but somebody sent out a tweet that said that the uh the trailer for in the heights looked like a diet coke commercial <laughs> and funny. and uh it was the, the movie was the movie was okay i mean it, it was it was fine um but it did remind me of a diet coke commercial <laughs> It's that one thing where <laughs> you go to the theater it's it's the hottest club going today is called No, don't say it, Jeff. <laughs> it's got everything. Uh, you, it's got middle-aged guys lifting weights. It's got a dog barking at the Amazon neighbor's Amazon delivery. <laughs> it's got receding hairlines and prematurely graying temples. 
It's got Charles Nelson Riley glasses on two out of three hosts. <laughs> and, a Coen Brother, and a Coen Brothers movie reference at some point. <laughs> the, the best, the best, the best Stefan was, uh, and I think we talked about this before, but when he says, Seth, do you know what, do you know what bla the Black Dracula is? No, don't. You can't tell that joke. That's <laughs> Why? <laughs> because, because not everybody will think it's as funny as me. Like my dad didn't think it was funny at all. Didn't? No. My dad, living in the Kavode Center, did not, did not think it was funny at all. Did you get listener feedback? <laughs> I got it from my dad because that joke's hilarious. Whew. That is yeah. hilarious. Okay. Uh, so, uh, what are you guys reading other than Bluebeard by Kurt Vonnegut for our upcoming book episode? Because the uh, mystery solving grannies are chomping at the bit to. Uh, uh, get the book club back together can't wait i'm still kind of going back and forth with that and drinking life so still haven't finished drinking life but i'm about halfway through bluebeard it's good right yeah it's not bad uh, brian have you ever read a drinking life by pete hamill i, I have not uh so okay so you know we as, as we said Previously, when we, uh, Jared and I talked about it, you know, he was like a, uh, a New York City yeah. newspaper man. Yeah, um, I, I, I told you that I watched that, that documentary, uh, Deadline Artists, on, on TV with uh, Jimmy Pete Breslin. Hamill and Jimmy Breslin, yeah. Okay. Did you say that on the podcast? Because we don't, um, we don't want to no. have secrets from our, uh, other, than, other than your Stefan joke. We don't want to have secrets from our listeners, Brian. Our global listeners deserve international. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Uh, so I'm reading a couple of things. Uh, Neil Ferguson wrote a book called The Tower and the Square. Though it could be The Square and the Tower. I can't kind of can't remember. But he contrasts hierarchical, hierarchical. Um, uh, human organizations and networked uh, organization as typified by a tower top to bottom and a square where everyone's on the same level and just dealing as they see fit. It's kind of interesting. Did you want me to try to explain that a little bit more, Brian? Your brow <laughs> is furrowed. <laughs> What's the other book you're reading? <laughs> uh there's a, i'm reading I'm, a book called the circle and the triangle <laughs> which very interesting it's that one thing <laughs> where you're trying to be serious about a book and then your co-host decides he's going to be funny and he just comes up with vague geometric shapes i'm reading a book called the rhombus and the polygon 
So when I, okay, so when I was writing for the newspaper, I, uh, uh, I did, a, I, I wrote a dispatch from the Bill Clinton Museum and Library in Hutt in uh, Little Rock, in Little Rock, uh, Arkansas, <laughs> in Hot Rock, Arkansas. I was going to say Hot Springs, which is actually a, yeah. a, a nice. Decision. You love Hot Springs. I kind of do. I kind of yeah. do. Um, but it's got a really seedy past. I mean, it's like it's like where the gangsters used to go to luxuriate. But it's it's a cute town. Anyway, uh, our, uh, Little Rock is uh, the state capital and, and uh, where the Clinton Museum and Library is. And so uh, because Clinton was the last 20th century president, unless you count 2000, which was, well, 2000, 2000 how does it sound? Yeah, the last 20th century president. So his, his thing was like a bridge to the future, a bridge to tomorrow. And so it's like on the river and it, and it goes out and it's like this cantilevered building and it's glass and it's, it's, it's rectangular. And you cannot help but think that it looks like a gigantic double wide, like a modern art, <laughs> modern architecture double wide. Anyway, just to be, to be more clever than intelligent, I called it an enormous omnibus rumbus. <laughs> Pretty good, huh? Pretty good. <laughs> if I do say so myself. And that was from the year 2000? Uh, yeah, I think so. 2001, maybe. I, no, I, it, it could have been a year or two afterwards. I, I mean, it takes them a while to yeah. build that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then uh, I, we were already living here in North Texas, and we drove up, and I covered it. I wrote a story about it. Filed a story. You know how it is. Um, I heard so Jake Tapper, the CNN news anchor, mm -hmm. he just wrote a novel that sounds great. It like takes place in like 1950s Hollywood and it's got like the Rat Pack. Hmm. I don't know if it was the 50s or the early 60s. Yeah, it may, it may have been the 60s. I, I don't know, but I mean, it sounded like the swinging, you know, Hollywood years. Um, and what's it called? It's like, it's like the devil dances after dark or some stupid thing. But anyway, he was saying that uh, anybody could write for 15 minutes a day, but you have to write. You can't just sit there and think about it. You actually have to write. And so for, for like 15 minutes a day, the guy writes a novel. I'm like, what am I waiting for? It's pathetic. It's just so sad. What am I doing with my life? Well, there's this group session with the two of you. You, you had that thing several years ago that do you were... I know. Is well, it, is that, remember no, the is guy that... from remember the boyfriend in uh, uh, Sliding Doors? It's like I'm never going to write finish the novel. Of course, I remember the boyfriend from Sliding Doors. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's one of Sarah's favorite movies. It's a it's a terrific movie. If, I if mean, not, it's... if not the favorite movie. Well. <laughs> I guess that puts Casablanca in its place. Like Notting Hill, sliding doors, 
paints a beautiful picture, a beautiful cosmopolitan picture of modern London. Bravo. Um, do you like seeing Gwyneth Paltrow as much as uh, Julia Roberts? I hate them both equally. <laughs> I mean, to Julia Roberts's credit, she has nothing to do with Goop, and she doesn't have anyone related to WeWork. So, I'm just saying, Kevin Spacey's done a lot of terrible things, apparently, but I'm not sure that the ending of Seven was necessarily the worst one of them. <laughs> Too soon? What's in the box? What's in the box? You know, I've I, seen more Julia Robert movies than I have Gwyneth Paltrow. So maybe I tend to prefer her over Gwyneth then. I don't really care for Gwyneth, to be honest. I can't really think of a movie I've seen with her in it that I really liked. Mrs. Tony Stark. You know, she was in a couple of Iron Man movies. Yeah, I think they could have found somebody better to play Pepper. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not sure how. I, I I'd like to see Sliding Doors again. I, I really liked it. I like John Hanna. Um, uh, you know. I mean, I I really think that it's uh, of the same vintage and type as Notting Hill. I think that they're both very similar types of movies. But I do I do like the philosophical aspect of the road not taken and how your mm -hmm. life could be totally different. You know, if you, you know, did whatever. One, did, did one thing different. Yeah. One thing different, sure. Uh, Jeannie Triplehorn. I love her. I, Jared and I were talking about, about date night. <laughs> and, and so like, there's a, uh, there's a uh, James Franco and uh, Mila Kunis. Kunis. And they're, they're just like, they're just like this horrible, scuzzy young couple, but they love Genie Triplehorn. They're just really big Genie Triplehorn fans. Have you guys ever seen um, Gene Triplehorn with Eddie Vedder on YouTube singing Shattered as Julie Andrews? Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. Obviously, we can't expect producer Jack to look up the link and put it in the show notes. But, you know, if somebody did that, because that would cost extra. Am I right? Yeah. During these times of want and woe, uh, I really can't afford <laughs> to be paying producer Jack extra. So Triple Horn was in the Waterworld movie, right? She was. Costner. Mm-hmm. She was also the love interest in the underrated Mickey Blue Eyes, also with Hugh Grant, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. James Caan, uh, Burt Young. That that movie that movie had some yucks in it. Yeah, I like that. I, I thought that movie was funny, though a lot of people didn't like it. Okay, so anyway, no, Sliding Doors is maybe not it. Maybe your wife's favorite, but it's not the best movie of all, all time. But it's a fine movie. And um, I liked it, and uh, nobody would expect the Spanish Inquisition. And uh, <clears throat> you've been listening to the Managing Expectations podcast, known around the world as a leader in 
pop cultural analysis and commentary. So on behalf of Brian Grimm, Jared Riser, and myself, Jeff Winger, we thank you very much for your time. We'll talk to you again. See you later. Let's go to work. <laughs>